18 movies over 10 years has felt like an infinity, so we got our buzz on. Welcome to Buzzed Off Film, the spoiler-free, at least for the first half of it, of this, today's episode, uh, sister episode, sister podcast, mini-episode review of brand new movies. I'm Chris Maxwell, I'm your host, welcome, welcome, welcome. That's how John Oliver starts a show. <laughs> That's true. Today, we are reviewing Avengers Infinity War from the year of our Lord, 2018, directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, written, uh, the screenplay by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and then hold on for this, based on Marvel Comics and characters created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Joe Simon, Steve Englehart, Steve Gahn, Bill Motlow, Keith Giffen, Jim Starlin, Larry Lieber, and Don Heck. Now, if that cavalcade of comic book writers uh, doesn't mean anything to you, this is an enormous team-up, if you will, of superheroes from across the MCU. Let me introduce my co-host. He's the man who's right to my left. He is also one of Earth's mightiest heroes, and more importantly, the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Mr. Brad Davis. Here we are. Here we are, Brad. 18 movies over the last 10 years. That is correct. Pretty crazy. Unlike anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, this kind of build-up, uh, all in the same universe with consistent casting, save one Bruce Banner. Um, but otherwise, we've reviewed a, a handful of these movies. Iron Man 3, uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, Ant-Man, and Spider-Man Homecoming. How about that? How about that? What is that? Six of them. Six of the MCU? I mean, we did we Logan, Deadpool, X-Men Days of Future Past, but we don't need to get into why we're not going to get into them, because that's not what this is about. It's not. Uh, so far, so good? Infinity War, Brad? So far, so good. <laughs> okay, let's, let me start off with this. Yes. Uh, your expectations. Very high. Underachieve, achieve, overachieve. Achieved. Mm, me too. Me too. Achieved. Alright, we'll let that dangle for a little bit, because we have to get into our movie trailer voices. This is our first segment where Brad and I have each prepared a custom movie trailer for Avengers Infinity War. Brad, you want to go first? Uh, sure. <clears throat> the Avengers are back, and this time they brought the entire MCU with them. Over 10 years and 18 movies, Marvel has introduced amazing heroes, and now they come together to stop the devious Thanos from acquiring the Infinity Stones and becoming the most powerful being in the universe. Can they stop him? What and who will they sacrifice to do it? Find out in Avengers Infinity War. Ah, very nice. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. Chris, if you will. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I take a little bit of a different approach. I see you started with the Avengers. Okay. I'm starting with <clears throat> Thanos, the Mad Titan, and the MCU's most outspoken conservationalist, quests for the five remaining Infinity Stones scattered about the galaxy so that he can end his work and half of all existence with a snap of a fingers and finally get a day off. But to do that, he'll have to go through each and every one of Earth's mightiest heroes who have serendipitously made some new friends. Make the sacrifice. Face your rivals. Fight for Infinity. Avengers. Infinity War. In theaters now. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. 
so yeah, the story of Thanos, the guy who is in the what mid credits scene from the first Avengers, who he 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 seems to be the one who have watched all the events transpire in the original Avengers, and he turns to the camera, gives us a little smile, and everyone freaked out. It was like, oh man, Thanos is coming, and uh, here he is. Here he is. Portrayed by Josh Brolin. Getting Newcomer, a, Josh Brolin. Getting a day off. Getting a day off. Finally getting, <laughs> Finally getting a day off. That's hilarious. Uh, thank you. Well, that's what he wants. Yeah, that is what he wants. He says that. He says, I'll rest. Yeah. What are you going to do when it happens? I'll rest. Yeah. Everyone deserves a day off. Well, well, we'll see if he gets it uh, after this when we talk about spoilers. But before we get to that, boy, Brad, this is a 149-minute movie. You know that? I do know that. You know it would be helpful to know? What, Chris? When to pee... Or not to pee. A.K.A. You're in, you're out. Uh, in Inevitably, you may have to use... Inevitably may? No, come on. You may have to use the bathroom during this two and a half hour movie. So, uh, is there a time where you would say, Hey, go now. You're safe. You, uh, you won't miss anything awesome. Or, conversely, hey, hold it for just another minute because this is really cool. You're gonna want to be in your seat at this point. Yeah, uh, boy, this was kind of a tough one. I definitely the final hour of the movie, you probably want to be in your seats, kind of for the whole time. <laughs> I would say, um, I, boy, I, I never wanted to leave my seat. Like I planned ahead to make sure I would never have to pee in this movie. I peed about three times in the hour before we saw this, so just to make sure. <laughs> um, but I know actually one of our friends, Lizzie Donaldson, who saw the movie, said she went and peed to write it about an hour in the movie, came back and felt like she missed nothing. Okay. So it seems like, because the first hour really is kind of connecting everybody mm -hmm. uh, to a certain extent. So I do feel like that probably makes sense that kind of right after we kind of see where everyone is, that you could run out real quick and get back in and not have missed much. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I, I was a bad host uh, for this segment because I did not look at my phone once for a timestamp. <laughs> I know, it was kind of tough. Uh, nor did I get up to pee. But I will say, the, the only part that I would say you can maybe go to, and I don't exactly remember when this in, is in the movie, but Thor decides to go to like uh, an extinguished star. Mm. And when you're approaching there, I think you can safely go to the bathroom, run out, and come back. Um, not that it's not... I don't think you'll miss all the events, the most important events that transpire in that setting, uh, especially if you go right as soon as he gets there. Right, because anything then, important is more towards the end of that setting. Exactly. Um, but more importantly, uh, you'll miss, I think, the bulk of uh, Peter Dinklage, which uh, he might be my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah, he just didn't... It felt like he was trying to do this deeper voice that just didn't work, and it felt like it affected his performance, because Dinklage is always so good. But yeah, I... I agree with you there. He was about the only part of this movie where it felt unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for me, though. I mean, otherwise... But I agree with you. Yeah, the last hour, I guess, if this isn't within the last hour. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe. But either way, there's... That might be your last call for bathroom use, actually. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, you're going to get a lot of... You get a lot of stuff. A lot of cool stuff. All right, here it is. Uh, the main review portion of the podcast for what it's worth, where we measure the ticket price against uh, our own opinions. So, Brad, we saw this uh, at a Cinemark theater. So, uh, 3D, and then not IMAX, but XD, their version, uh, for a cool 
twenty dollars and twenty five cents a mm, ticket. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, what would you what, what would you have wished to pay? What's it worth to you? What would I wish to pay? Uh, no, well, what no, would no, you I have paid? Yeah. Um, You've done this before. Yeah, I know. I'm an asshole. I would have paid $25. Yeah. Comfortably. Um, it's, like I said, they achieved my expectations. It was epic. It was, uh, it, it was everything wove together well enough story story wise for that to totally work for me mm -hmm. um i think they do a great job of giving everybody pretty everybody enough fair screen time so it felt like everybody was involved in this in one form or another to, to for the most part yeah well of, I, okay so yeah it's uh I, I agree with you um i think that of course, not everyone gets equal screen time, but they have great matchups, and those characters they decide to focus the most on, and how they parse the screen time out from there, I think is very well balanced. Um, I, in fact, one of the greatest things about this movie is I think it reads exactly like a giant crossover event comic book. Like, it tells the story in the same way, it looks the same, um, and I, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 damn good. It's almost nonstop action, which I really appreciate. Uh, I think Thanos does a good job of being a a good solution to Marvel's villain problem. Agree. Uh, I mean, he's he has purpose. He's driven by things. He you know has feelings and complications, uh, which I, I think. And he's given a decent amount of screen time. I mean, he's in the very first scene. Brawn's um, terrific as him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great he's a great marvel villain which yes they have not had enough of yeah and for someone who's uh, a villain who's pretty cgi heavy and of course his cohorts too which are very cgi heavy i think they all look great i think the cgi looks really really good especially compared to some other comic book universe uh totally cgi villains um i will say there was one point in in the big wakanda battle where I thought it, the CGI got a little sloppy because the camera was maybe moving a little too fast and there's a whole lot of stuff going on that it looked a little more computery that whereas everything else is, I feel like, very uh, tactile in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, we discussed that. And yeah, I, I saw what you meant. I didn't totally agree. It didn't really even take me out of the movie. But overall... The movie looks great. All the fight scenes, everything that... All of these different elements working in this world, everything looks terrific. Yeah. And that's certainly a feat for how, like you said, nonstop action. I mean, you need... The amount of CGI that went into this movie is a crazy amount, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the detail is, is terrific. Um, I guess my other criticism, and I'm not really sure uh, if this is totally... Because I'm still pretty fresh off seeing this movie... But we kind of talked about the best scenes in all Marvel movies, you and I. And uh, we kind of each came up with our top five. Uh, quickly to run down, I think, I think the main highlights. Uh, airport scene in Civil War. Uh, Captain America's uh, elevator escape in Winter Soldier. Um, the Black Panther casino into car chase. Um, uh, the Cap, uh, Bucky, and Iron Man fight at the end of Civil War. Uh, the Iron Man 3 plane rescue. Uh, I really love the Ant-Man train Thomas the Tank Engine fight. 
Yeah, the Iron Man 3, Tony Stark's house getting blown up is pretty awesome. Yeah. And we also talked about the Samuel Jackson chase scene in Cap 2. The car chase, the in, car chase in, in Cap 2. Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. I agree. And uh, do you think, without, of, of course, without spoiling anything, that this movie has any of those scenes, like, any real set pieces that you're going to put in those in that best Marvel scenes category? Um... I'm obviously fresh off it as well. It's I'll have a couple that are definitely in the discussion. I don't know if they'll end up overtaking any of those we named per se, but I do feel there are definitely three scenes in this movie that I could at least throw into the discussion for that. Battle on Wakanda? Yeah. The end? Yeah. And? And... Oh, I thought I did have a third. I know there was those two. Because while I enjoyed this, I feel like a lot of this movie, probably up until like the very end, that while I had so much fun in these scenes, I don't know if any one of them really like pops for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, uh, the two we named already pop pretty big for me. Okay. I guess if a, if a third one's not immediately coming to me, then maybe there isn't a third. But I definitely feel like those two scenes are heavily in the discussion. Yeah. Well, we can get to why I think some of them didn't pop for me as soon as we wrap this up. We're, we're going to do a little spoiler thing at yes. the end here. Because um, I don't want to say too much. Exactly. But yeah, you're doing 25 bucks. I mean, who am I kidding? I'll pay 30 Oh, uh, yeah. I'd probably would too. And <laughs> I also want to mention, too, that this movie is legitimately funny. It has oh, yeah. extremely funny, well-built comedic moments that keep coming back and... I mean, I think any good superhero movie should have elements of that, even if a little bit. And this movie is has some laugh-out-loud moments. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see it again because I know there's lines that I missed because the audience was laughing too loud at, at a punchline. Yeah, agreed, yes. Um. <laughs> All right, Brad. You just saw Avengers Infinity War. What are you going to do next? I mean, I probably want to see Infinity War again next. <laughs> um, but just to, as a side thing, I feel the need to rewatch original Avengers because I haven't in, in its entirety in a while. And as far as my Marvel movie rankings, mm -hmm. I feel like that will seeing that again to just it's actually seeing Infinity War again. And then seeing that again might determine what is my number two movie. Potentially one. I mean, I I have to see Infinity War again. Infinity War could be number one on my list. My feeling, though, is it'll probably end up being two. Okay. And one being Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. And then three being Original Avengers. Avengers. With four probably being Civil War. And then five as a toss-up between Iron Man and Black Panther. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of on the boat there, too. I think it might be ending up at number three for me right now. Currently, behind Winter Soldier, Original Avengers, uh, but then my next ones are probably Iron Man 1, Guardians 1, Black Panther 1, so it's kind of, and Civil War, kind of competing all there. Yeah. Uh, so those will be competing with Infinity War for that final spot. I still think the Original Avengers, I just delighted in so much. Um, yeah, that's, <clears throat> the comparison of Original Avengers and Infinity War is the one yeah. I need to make. And I'll tell you. Man, I, right now Infinity War is ahead of Avengers for me, but. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in a while. And I'll tell you, the one thing I love, uh, the big set piece in Avengers, the battle for New York, especially starting when Hulk finally comes and bashes down on that big flying worm thing's head, is 
pretty damn terrific. Like that's one of those scenes for me of, of best of Marvel. So uh, I think that's why it's solidly number two um, for me. Hmm. But who knows? I'll, I'll let you know after a second viewing. Sounds great. Uh, Chris, you just watched in uh, Marvel Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. <laughs> Infinity War. Infinity War. God, I can't even talk anymore. Um, what are you going to do next? Well, uh, I think I'm going to go back with uh, one of our one of our great friends of the show, uh, Sound Guy Dave, and watch David Hasselhoff's first appearance <laughs> in the Marvel Universe uh, when he does a TV movie in 1998 called Nick Fury: Agents of Shield, where he David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury, uh, you know, two decades before uh, he makes an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So uh, I hear it's absolutely terrible, and I'm really excited to watch it, especially <laughs> coming off this, this wonderful, wonderful film. All right, guys, that's it. That's Avengers Infinity War. Uh, we're going to do some quick plugs. Stick around. There will be a little brief musical interlude, and then we're going to get into some spoilers if you uh, have already seen the movie or if you just don't. Give a hoot. But then why are you sticking around for spoilers anyway? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be part of the discussion. You'll be lost. Uh, Brad, what are you plugging today? Uh, at BD, always GP on Twitter and Instagram. And I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, my baseball blog uh, can be found on my Twitter page or on Tumblr. There it is. I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media accounts. That's Chris with an O where I should be. High on Film is the show wherever you like to find us. We've got uh, our regularly scheduled episode, uh, Reality Bites. Out right now with guest Carly Walsh in her final High on Film appearance. And uh, speaking of Sound Guy Dave, he's coming out on Monday with uh, Josie and the Pussycats for his final appearance. And I believe he's bringing along a longtime friend of the show, Aaron Coleman, as well. So please check that out on Monday. And, and if you're still hungry for the sounds of our voices, please, please check out, rate, and review Death at Sunset on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, uh, wherever you'd like to find us. Um, Death at Sunset, a four-part radio play, Sunshine Noir, uh, Brad and I uh, have created and are very, very proud of. And that's it. That's everything. Nothing else. Except for this little bit of music <laughs> and then some spoilers. We love you guys. If you're tuning out now, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Strap on your Iron Man Hulkbuster boots because we're stomping into spoiler country. Is that good? That's good. Is that a good? I think that's good. <laughs> I think that works. All right, great. Um, is ever since Bob Shields started this, you know, shouldn't it be? I can't remember even what movie it was. Alien Covenant getting into spoiler quadrant. I think it was. Uh, I want to theme them more. I gotcha. But I never think of it ahead of time. So here <laughs> so we just, hey, listen, that's pretty good off the cuff. Oh, thanks, man. Let's get into it, Brad. Okay. Um, first thing I want to bring up uh, is what we kind of teased earlier. All the best scenes, right? The best Marvel scenes. I, obviously, the end of this movie, when everyone is feathering away to dust, uh, pretty crazy. Pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely on... That will probably end up being on my list of things to watch. Most notably, Peter Parker... Clinging to Tony Stark for dear life and saying, like, Mr. Stark, I'm so sorry. Man. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> die. Yeah. And Tony Stark not being able to do anything. And then he just basically goes to dust. Yep. Same with Black Panther. Uh, pretty much everyone except the original the Avengers. The original Avengers. Everyone disappears. And it is 
again, CGI looked so good, they made it look very believable that these people are just watching all of these... Uh, the Avengers are just watching all these people literally crumble into dust right before their very eyes. And it is haunting. Yeah. My only problem with that is that, I mean, this is obviously going to be undone, correct? I, well, yeah. We know be. that there's a Black Panther 2 coming. Yeah. Uh, we know there's another Spider-Man coming. We know there's a Guardians uh, Volume 3 coming. Like, so we know that at least the dusting, feathered away characters are coming back. Yes. I mean, we still don't know, we still don't know Gamora's fate. We she do not. seems... Gamora, kinda... Loki, Idris Elba, yeah. <laughs> Vision. Yeah, those four, I think, Could are, be final. Could be final. Uh, although, Gamora being final is weird if they're doing another Guardians movie, but either way. Um, yeah, to kill off one of your main stars, but you gotta kill off somebody. Yeah, you do. And also then, even if we know Peter Parker or Black Panther are coming back, we also still don't know the fate of Captain America, uh, Thor, like the actual yes. Avengers. So we'll Who, get some yeah, trade I'm pretty sure there. we're going to see some of them die trading one life for another. Yes, but I mean, which going... is a very big theme of this movie of sacrificing and trading lives, as Captain America uh, says to Vision. We don't trade lives. Um, and of course, Thanos having to trade his daughter's life for a the, soul stone. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's big thematics going on, and. You know, I, I don't like that they called, that they went and said, you know what, it's not going to be part one, part two, they're separate movies. That is in line with how the comic books essentially work, but at the same time, this is obviously only half of the movie. Right. And um, between now and then, we only get, the only two Marvel movies we have between these two Avengers movies is Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Which are both set before Infinity War starts. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yes. Uh, it almost has to, because <laughs> you, you, so much has happened here, you can't just, like, yeah, we're gonna do five other movies in between, and we're cool, because half, half, half your characters are fucking dead right now. Yeah. Um, any favorite parts you want to talk about? Favorite, uh, team-ups? I mean, Thor and Rocket and Groot is pretty awesome it's for pretty me. pretty awesome. And that also, we talked about mm -hmm. on the original pop, like, the other scene that pops for me oh, yeah, in this yeah. movie was definitely pretty much everything on Wakanda was pretty impressive minus your CGI issue. yeah when all those dogs are coming and especially once they get those big uh, razor wheels and all of that's going on there's a couple of like uh, camera pans that I'm just like you can't make out anything in this and that's where I was like see now I don't want that I want crisp like make it look tactile like watch John Wick watch Winter Soldier and you can see how tactile and how real everything is, how real the fighting is. And, I mean, there's ways to do that in war scenes. I mean, Saving Private Ryan did it, you know, two decades ago. Right. But w within that scene, the moment when everything leading up to Thor now getting his axe and it's shooting up and taking out this entire field of people after you kind of thought maybe Thor was going to die. And yeah. especially now with Thor in this world has become... Like, kind of my favorite character. <laughs> uh, I mean, Hemsworth is so good in this role. He's so good. And, and he is hilarious. Yeah. He gi he's given... Co the comedy in this movie is almost half him. They've inserted so much comedy into his character that it's terrific. So when... Yeah. I kind of thought he was... Go he, I've Especially in this movie, he's one of the most fun parts in this whole movie. Like you said, his team up with Rocky and Groot. So when you kind of think he's going to die, I was a little more emotionally attached to Thor than I ever thought I would be. Mm -hmm. And then for him to live... 
get his hand, you know, not his hammer, but the yeah. axe, which is equivalent, basically. Yeah. Made and of Groot's arm! Made of Groot's arm, which cool. was awesome. <laughs> and then to have that shoot up and just, like, take out this whole field of people and just throw... Another sacrifice, by the way. That's true. And to basically save everybody. I mean, Thor basically saves for the oh, time yeah. being. He comes in and kicks some ass. And that is probably, like, one of the other scenes where, like, Thor, you know, does his Asgardian hammer teleportation... You know, to right into Wakanda with him and uh, Rocket and Groot, and just starts beating the hell out I mean, of everybody. The theater was cheering. Yeah, like it was yeah. awesome. Um, and one more scene, real quick, I want to mention, and it's it would never be my top five, but right at the top of the movie when Hulk fights Thanos mm-hmm. and Thanos beats his ass, that's it's early and that set the tone for. I think that's a great way to set up how powerful Thanos is. Like, he doesn't even have the stones yet. He has, like, two of them. Yeah. But, and he just beats the hell out of the Hulk. Like, he doesn't even have two of them yet. Loki hadn't given him the Tesseract. Oh, so he has one at yeah, that point. Yeah, he has, yeah. That was, and now that's, like, the first scene in the movie. Yeah. So it sets the tone very much for how awesome this villain is. Do you think that's why Hulk refuses to uh, come out of Banner for oh, the rest of the movie? maybe he's a little, like... Scared of Thanos. Mm, maybe. Embar- yeah, like, an embarrassment now knowing that he isn't almighty and powerful that at least explains it because honestly up to this point i didn't really have an explanation for that although he had no problem doing that and coming out in ragnarok after kind of getting his ass beat getting his ass beat by thor yeah maybe he's just getting his ass beat too much recently maybe (laughs) maybe that's it and it's probably a little unfair of me to compare saving private ryan (laughs) i was gonna say like wow you really went out there with that one Jeez. I did. That, that, that wasn't a Like the most effort. authentic scenes in the history of film. <laughs> and nowhere near the... I mean, Avengers really isn't stuff the godfather. That's my problem with it. <laughs> Very true. There's no giant razor wheels coming out from under the ground in, in World War II that I know of. Not, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Or else we would have seen, saw it in... Uh, Captain America. <laughs> I guess so. Wait, is that World War I? No, that's World War II. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anything else, Brad? Any other thing you want to spoil, talk about, discuss from this uh, beast of a movie? Uh, I mean, I do find it funny that everybody, we were pretty sure were going to die, none of them did. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the people who we thought were going to die are going to die in the next one. Right. Now knowing that this is actually, like, a two-parter. And it's funny that, like, it was all released like, oh, Chris Evans isn't signed on for the next movie, so he's got to die in this. Yeah. Like, that Good red herring, like, though. Yeah. Like, but Chris, that's what they have to do. They yeah. have to trick us. Well, as soon as I saw the amount of screen time they were devoting to Chris Evans in this, I was like, oh, he's not going to die in this yeah. one. Not getting enough. Yeah. He'll be one of the main guys in the next one and then get this. Hopefully the super soldier serum sucked out of him and he ages 100 years like that. Oh, Crumbles to dust. How appropriate. How appropriate. Yep. Yeah, it's hilarious how much I've anticipated this movie. Now that I've seen it, I just want to see the next one. <laughs> yeah, Damn right. it. Well, yeah, Man of the Wasp, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, Apollo and Captain Marvel. Marvel. I'm super excited, especially I'm... now with the post credit scene. Yeah, where you get, which also I think we should mention the post credit scene of uh, Colby Smothers, Smolders. Smolders, Maria Hill, I think is her mm-hmm. name, and uh, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, also going to dust. Yeah, right as he sends a page to Captain Marvel. Yep, which was kind of a perfect button end for this movie. And makes me, not that I wasn't very interested in Captain Marvel already, but now with such a direct connection to this movie, mm-hmm. I'm even more interested oh, and invested in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm over the moon for Captain Marvel. I can't wait for this. Uh, and there it is. And we're one year away from Avengers 4. What's it going to be called, Chris? 
<laughs> I don't know. Endgame. Endgame makes a lot of sense. Infinity Gauntlet also makes sense. I think That's those, the are, the, book, those yeah. would be the two most likely, because yeah. Endgame, strange, says it. The death of Captain America? <laughs> that would be awesome, but I don't think they're going to do that now. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. They won't call it that. Endgame makes sense with when strange says it. Or After he's like, now. I've looked at all the possibilities of how we get out of this, and there's only one, like, five million. There's only one that works. Yeah. And then... He, I can't remember, but then he, at some point it was just like, it's Endgame. We had to... We're in the Endgame now. I think that's one of his last lines before he disappears. dusts away. Dusts away. Yeah, there it is. All right, guys. That's it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye again. <laughs>